Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Michigan is set for its biggest game of the season to date as it hosts Penn State in a top 10 matchup at the Big House. We get you ready for that one and also tell you what you need to know from Big Ten Basketball Media Day coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Hey, Aaron, good to be with you here Thursday morning, uh, October 13th. Um, you know, I want to say our our the third member of the Wolverine Confidential podcast team, uh, Ryan Zook, you probably noticed he hasn't hasn't been on this podcast as regularly um, the last couple of weeks. Um, he is dealing with a, a health situation uh, and uh, and therefore has not been on as regularly, um, you know, as as he would like, as we'd all like. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're thinking of him and, uh, you know, hoping for for a speedy recovery for for Ryan. Yeah. Come back soon, buddy. We'll uh, we'll be here when you get back. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we've got a big, we've got a big game coming up this week. It's a, it's the biggest one of the season. And, you know, if you want to kind of look ahead, it, it probably will stand as Michigan's toughest test until the regular season finale in Columbus. Uh, so Aaron, my first question for you is kind of what any major news these last couple days, I, uh, you know, went to Minneapolis for big 10 basketball media day on, on Tuesday and then covered it, you know, covered it on Wednesday. So, um, you know, I missed the last couple of football availabilities. Anything I should know? Um, not a ton. I think the overarching uh, storyline this week coming out of Saturday was obviously Mike, the Mike Hart situation. Yeah. Um, no update yet on whether he's going to be available or to be on the sideline Saturday. Sounds like they're kind of leaving up to the doctors. Um, you know, we talked to uh, co-coordinator and offensive line coach Ron Moore on Wednesday, and he said that Mike has been zooming in with the team. Uh, so they have been able to see him and, and hear from him. Um, okay. I, I think he's been giving input too with with some of the coaches and, and the like. But there's no word yet on he's, if he's going to be healthy and ready to go Saturday. Um, but as we reported earlier the week earlier in the week on I'm Live, um, Fred Jackson, analyst, former Michigan, long time uh, Michigan assistant coach, he's been elevated uh, to running running backs coach this week. Uh, Michigan had to go through an NCAA waiver process with the NCAA to get it cleared. Apparently, there was no issue. Um, so right now, Fred Jackson is working with the um, with the running backs, along with Michigan's got some GAs and analysts that can kind of help out as well. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're going to probably take the Mike Hart situation slower. Uh, again, leave it up to the doctors. It would not surprise me if he's not there Saturday, especially with Michigan having a, a bye week after that. Um, other than that, not a ton. A lot of talk about the offense and how maybe they can kind of get things going just from a from a passing perspective and maybe get some more explosive plays. Cause it's a, it's a thing that I think JJ McCarthy um, acknowledged after the game, after the win at, at Indiana on Saturday, that, you know, the, they're just scratching the surface. They don't believe that they are where they want to be um, just from a playmaker standpoint. He, he said that again, Tuesday night when we talked to him, you know, he took responsibility for some of the misses on the deep balls. He, he said that's on him. He's still trying to get his, his arm kind of acclimated after the off season and the injury and, and the like. Um, so that, that, a lot of talk about the offense, um, a lot of praise for the defense. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of more status quo going into Saturday. I think they acknowledge the, um, you know, the big game atmosphere that's it's coming up. I, they, they know this is the biggest game yet so far, the best test they faced, best team they played. Um, so and I think they realize that they need to win this game. To, and if they do, and we talked about it, you know, in a way, it could be a, a easy trek to uh, an 11-0 start going into that finale against Ohio State. Uh, first of all, with the with the Mike Hart Fred Jackson situation, I mean, what what a nice luxury for Michigan to have a guy with you know uh, four plus decades of of ex- college coaching experience, including you know long time as Michigan's 
primary running backs coach. So, so that's nice. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much, you know, Mike Card as a position coach, he's not, he's not a coordinator, you know, how much he's truly involved, you know, on game day, but, uh, he's an important piece that he wouldn't be down there on the sideline. If, if he'd just be watching from home, if, if they didn't need him down there. So I'm sure, you know, it matters, but again, having, having Fred Jackson is, is a huge asset. Um, yeah, this, this Penn state team, it's interesting there. Uh, you, know, you look at last year's game. I, 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 it's always a good starting point, right? When for all these Big Ten games, you know what what happened in the game last year, and you know Penn State finished that season, uh, you know seven and six. They they lost the bowl game, and uh, you know they they were four and five in the Big Ten, but they gave Michigan all they could handle. Uh, you know it was uh, November thirteenth. Uh, you know Michigan only it was Michigan's third to last game, um, and you know it was twenty one seventeen Michigan, and I think people remember that Eric Hall. You know, touchdown late that that kind of sealed it. But you know, that Michigan team, as we know, won the won the Big Ten, went to the playoff. I'm not saying that this Michigan team was any worse. They might be they might be better, but it it sure seems like this Penn State team uh, is better here, carrying an, an undefeated record into this game. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, they've been a little bit of a surprise, and I think part of that is because of the run game. Last year, they were very one dimensional offensively. It was Sean Clifford in the passing game, and that was it. Uh, if they couldn't move the ball through the air, they weren't going to score many points. This year, it's a little bit different. They're a little bit more balanced. Um, you know, they're averaging 35 points a game, which is about middle of the pack in the in the Big Ten. But, you know, they're in 445 yards total offense. But ha- almost half that has come from the ground game. I got two key running backs they lean on quite a bit, Nick Singleton and Ketron Allen. Both they have combined for over 750 yards rushing and eight touchdowns. So it's kind of taken some of the slack off of Sean Clifford. He doesn't have to do it all. And I think that's opened things up for for Penn State offensively. Um, defensively, they're even better. I mean, they're they're top. Uh, you know, top ten in the in the country in rush defense. Uh, their their passing game the yards aren't aren't there, but they've got some playmakers in the secondary that can stick with with opposing opposing receivers. So uh, this is a this is a Penn State that team that I think is a little bit more balanced than last year. I think, yeah, certainly they are better than last year. Part of the background behind last year's win at, at Penn State, obviously, that was a place Michigan had struggled in previous years. Um, they they typically would go in there and, and even in decent years or good you know quote unquote good years. Uh, they would struggle to handle the environment, handle the, the big game atmosphere. That was, I think, one of the differences last year. That was, I think, probably the turning point in the season where I think it confirmed that this Big Ten, this Michigan team mm-hmm. was a Big Ten title contender. Um, so, I, I, you know, the, the good thing about this year, at least for Michigan, is this game comes at home. This is a place where Michigan typically wins these type of games. We talked about earlier in the week. You know, when they go up against a ranked uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, in Ann Arbor at the big house, their games, they typically they typically pull out. So, you know, Penn State's a better team. Uh, they got more weapons offensively, and they've got the talent on defense to contend. So it's just going to be a fascinating contest, fascinating test for a Michigan team that really hasn't faced a balanced, um, you know, opponent like like Penn State. Yes, if I if I didn't make that clear, that game last year was at Beaver Stadium in, in Happy Valley, and that that's, you know, that's been a good indicator of who, who wins this game here in, in you know, ser- in recent series history, um, though I know Penn State did did come here in the in the COVID year and and win. So that was their that was their last trip here, I guess. But um yeah, I mean Michigan's favored by a touchdown is what I saw most recently. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I expect it to be about that. I mean that sounds sounds about right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, Clifford is a guy that I mean, I think most Michigan fans are pretty familiar with him at, at this point. You know, he's in the middle of the pack as far as passer rating um in the Big Ten. You know, yards per game, same though. Uh I don't know how much you want to put 
in in stock in that given that you know jj mccarthy is 12th among big 10 passers in yards per game it's just kind of the nature nature of the offense but i think i think you're absolutely right he's he's better when he doesn't have to do as much and he can be the you know quote unquote game manager because he's he's not necessarily a guy that's gonna you know win your games by himself, but he can be, he can be a quarterback for a very good team. He's just not going to, you know, take you to that probably elite level with his arm or legs. No, he's, he's an older, mature mm-hmm. guy. This is his fifth season. I think the joke is this is his 13th year. He's been around a long time. He's played Michigan many times now. So he kind of knows what he's going up against and vice versa. I mean, Michigan knows Sean Clifford very well. Yeah. As you said, he's played relatively relatively well this year 62 percent completion percentage he's only been sacked four times so the offensive line's done a good job of protecting him um he's only thrown two picks nine nine touchdowns so his his touchdown interception ratio is really good he's been real effective in the, in the red zone along the goal line um you know he's, he's only got 26 carries 67 yards but he's four rushing touchdowns this year so they really like to use him uh you know along along the you know the goal line so They've used him effectively. He's been effective, and I think part of that again it goes back to their effective running game. When you can when you can run the football, in addition to throwing the football, just opens up so many more things. And you know, if you're a Michigan fan, you, you see that with with the way Michigan's offense run operates as well. So yeah, he's been he's been good. Um, he's not elite. He's not great. Um, but if he can limit the turnovers and complete those you know uh, those those passes, I, I think he, that's when he's most effective and Penn State's best offensively. Don't sell him short here. This is his sixth year of college. I mean, yes, he's only been playing for five years, but he he came in in, in twenty seventeen. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of wild to look at you know the some of the other quarterbacks in that class. You know, Tua, <laughs> you know, Tua Tagovailoa is is in that class, and Jake Fromm, you know, ended up at Georgia. Dylan McCaffrey's year uh, coming into Michigan, and and Sean Clifford was was behind all those guys in the quarterback rankings, but. Uh, he's outlasted them um, in the, in the college game. So uh, here he is, still still going. And uh, yeah, I mean, probably the type of guy that Jim Harbaugh was like. I thought, kind of thought we were done with this guy, but uh, you know, here he is. So I don't know. What do you? Uh, I guess what do you expect on, on Saturday? You know, Michigan last week. You know, kind of a tale of two halves, as as we we talked about earlier in the week. Um, you know, they they get a bye after this week, which I think I think will come. You know, at a good time. Uh, assuming assuming they can win this game, but um, yeah, kind of what are you expecting uh, on Saturday? What what will be the keys to the game? No, I'm expecting a close back and forth affair, very much of like what they did last year in State College, where Michigan got out to a uh, you know a lead there, they gave it up, and then they came back had to come back and at the end and win it. Um, you know, I don't expect either side to run away with this game. I think these are two very evenly matched teams, and again, Michigan hasn't played an opponent to the caliber. Um, of of Penn State just yet, so I, I'm real curious to see how they handle the test. Um, Penn State's had a relatively you know decent schedule to this point. I mean, they opened the season against Purdue. They Purdue's been decent. They had to go on the road and, and beat Auburn. They did you know they did um, they they've struggled at, at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to come back and, and and win the second half to beat Central Michigan. They only beat Northwestern seventeen to seven. So Penn State's been tested. Michigan has to some degree, but maybe not as much as you would prefer. So I'm really curious to see how they come out of the gate Saturday. Michigan's made a effort this year to score first. I think they've scored touchdowns on, on, on their first drive in five of their six games this year, last five total. So I think it's going to be key to getting out there early, scoring early, and kind of dictating the pace and controlling the time of, the time of possession, the clock. I mean, that's been Michigan's MO now for a couple of years. Uh, so I, I suspect they're going to want to do the same thing on Saturday. If they can do that, I think it's going to put the, put them in a good position to, to win this game, especially being at home and in a familiar environment. 
Now, if they they get punched in the mouth first and have to play from behind, I, I'm real curious to see how they 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 respond because they haven't had to do that much this year. They didn't have to do it much last year either. Um, so it, that's where you have you we were gonna I think kind of learn uh, what this Michigan team is really made of. But I mean, by and large, um, you know they they get Donovan Edwards back, so I think it's gonna help complement the running game. We keep hearing talk that. At some point, this offense is kind of going to open up and maybe they'll throw a little bit more. Um, because if you look at the statistics, I mean, J.J. McCarthy, just from an efficiency standpoint, completion mm-hmm. percentage, he's near the top of the, con- the country. Yet, you know, it comes to yards and, and everything else, he's, he's bottom half. So I, I think Michigan, this might be an opportunity for them to open things up even more than what we saw last last week. Um, and J.J. sounds like he's coming into his own, uh, learning when to run and not run and, and when to pick up first downs and when to throw the ball. I think the key now is just kind of, completing some of those deep balls and getting some of those big plays out from underneath them. So uh, it's going to be a test. I, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I sent, I sent in my prediction earlier this week. I think I had Michigan winning by three. I think it was 24-21. I think this is going to come down to the wire. I think it's going to be a one-score game or less. Uh, and it would not surprise me either way you know, if either team wins. Okay, so I'm, I'm a little more uh, optimistic about Michigan than you are, but I, I, I'm still not sure whether I'm going to land with a with a score, single digit score like like you have, or you know Michigan Michigan by you know ten or fourteen because I could see that too. I, I really don't think Penn State is enough has enough uh, you know to to come to Michigan and win this game. Uh, but but we'll see. Obviously, um, you know I, I I'm reminded of one of my high school coaches who used to often say about the there's three things that can happen when you pass and, and two of them are bad. And maybe that's because I was one of his quarterbacks. I don't know, but it, but it is a true statement. And I think that a lot of coaches subscribe to that philosophy philosophy. Why throw? If you, if you don't have to, if you can, if it, the team can't stop you from running, keep doing it. And for the most part this season for Michigan, that's been the case, but I absolutely think there's, you know, a break glass in case of emergency with JJ McCarthy, where he can be more of a runner and he can be more of a downfield passing threat. We know he has it in him. So I, I just feel like that that gives you confidence as a Michigan fan. Any game where you where you probably really need to rely on him, I, I think he can he can rise to the occasion. So, you know, he's 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 an absolutely a difference maker in a way that they they haven't had at the quarterback position in, in some time. We thought maybe against Indiana it'd be it'd be a coming out party and, and it was to a certain extent as far as a you know career high in passing yards and and you know three touchdowns and all that. Um, but now against an even better Penn State team you know, could see, could see another, you know, really good performance. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I just, I don't know how Michigan's going to respond to this Penn State rush defense. Remember, okay. they're only giving up 80 yards on the ground per game. They're fifth in the country, second in the Big Ten. I certainly think Michigan's going to try run the football. I mean, that's right. clearly their identity and that's what they wanted to do. I don't know. I just don't know how successful they're going to be. Michigan hasn't faced a rush defense of this caliber all season long. So if they can find, grind out some yards early and find some success on the ground, that's obviously going to open things up for J.J. and the passing game and everything else. I think make things easier. But if they struggle running the ball early and struggle to get first downs, I think it's going to force J.J. and Michigan to throw the ball a bit more. And that's probably what the fans want to see. But you're right. I think Michigan ideally would want to run the ball and control clock that way and win games that way. I mean, it's what we saw last year. They weren't, they made no, you know, they were they weren't, secretive about it all that's what they wanted to do and i think to some degree that's the same same thing this year but i think now they have the option to open it up and, and get those explosive plays with jj if he can connect on a few so uh, given the fact that penn state's rush defense is so strong and their their defensive backs are so sticky um i was looking up the numbers right now 
from their, their secondary. They've got 41 PBUs as a unit this year. The only five interceptions, but they're very good at sticking to receivers and and, get, and, and not allowing you know teams to complete passes. So it's this is Michigan hasn't faced a defense I think of this caliber all season long. You can talk about Iowa and, and everything else. They're very disciplined and they played a special type of defense. But I, I just think from a playmaking standpoint, Penn State is there. So. We'll see. Uh, they're going to have to try and get the ball, get the ground game going early. They're certainly going to try, uh, but if if they don't, if they're not able to, it could be a you know it could be a long day for for the Michigan offense. And that other side of the ball, you mentioned the two freshman running backs they've turned to this year. You know, I know listeners might be saying, ah, they're freshmen. Well, one is the you know number one freshman, uh, number one running back uh, in in this recruiting class. So uh, in Singleton, so um, and the other one was was a four star as well, pretty high up there. So. Um, you know, clearly upgraded at the, that position. You know, the offensive line seems to be playing better. And, and yeah, this will be this will be a big, big challenge. I don't think I need to tell our listeners that the game is at noon on Fox. I mean, that's just like a given these days with with the Michigan football team. But, you know, there it is in case in case you were unclear. As I said, I, I am now back from, uh, you know, Big Ten basketball uh, media day in uh, Minneapolis. That is the site of this year's uh, women's Big Ten basketball tournament next year, the the men will be there, so they decided to to do it there. Um, and you know, it was a joint uh, media day with the men and women. They split up the uh, fourteen programs over over two days. So I was there for Wednesday because that's when you know Michigan w- was there, both the men and women. Um, and yeah, I'll have I've had stories already, and I'll have more. Um, you know, today and and Friday, but I guess just a few few takeaways from the women's side. Uh, so many questions were about a player who wasn't there. Uh, well, actually, she was, but she wasn't sitting at the table with with the rest of the Michigan players because she's not on the team anymore, and that's Nas Hillman. Uh, she was there as a BTN uh, analyst covering the event. Um, but yeah, that's that's the that's the main story with this Michigan team. It's it's life without Nas Hillman, uh, and how will they fare? And uh, yeah, kind of previewing a story, I'll just say that they are they're eager to show what they can do. You know, without her, they'll be different. They won't play through the post as much. They'll they'll shoot more threes. They'll probably play at a quicker pace. Um, it's never good to lose the best player in program history, but that doesn't mean they can't they can't have a successful season. Uh, you know, a year after their best season in program history, getting to the elite eight. Um, you know, the men. Hunter Dickinson was you know the star of the show as usual. He is the only returning starter from last year's team, but. Um, you know, as I put in a story about him today, you know, he kind of had he had a very telling quote about last year's team. He didn't he didn't name anybody by name, but you can kind of read between the lines. You know who was on the team last year and isn't anymore. Basically said they might have had a little more talent last year than this year's team. But he thinks the pieces fit together a lot better and they'll be they'll be playing for each other a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, this team might not have any one and dones like last year did. Um Though Jed Howard is certainly a, you know, viewed as an NBA prospect. Uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see. Another another new point guard, graduate transfer, uh, Jalen Llewellyn from Princeton. Um, and yeah, this is a team that got a head start by playing uh by playing in Europe three games over the summer. Um, you know, and has picked unofficial preseason poll, uh, you know, third in the Big Ten. Indiana and Illinois are kind of the other two, you know, teams viewed, you know, near the top. Indiana brings a lot back but uh you know wasn't wasn't really great until the end of the year so it's 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 open it's certainly open for for michigan to maybe make a run not only that but it sounds like juan and wisconsin coach greg guard have made up is that right 
That is correct. They, uh, you know, their Wisconsin great, uh, great photo they posted online, you know, of, of the two of them, um, you know, embracing and, and the caption was making Valentine's Day date plans because that is the date that Michigan will go to Wisconsin, um, you know, to uh, in, in the first game since last year's, uh, you know, post game incident. Yeah. Jawan and, and guard have ran into each other on the recruiting trail, um, you know, this summer. So this wasn't the first time they, they you know, seen each other face to face since then. But, you know, guard guard told me after, you know, I got him as he was walking off his, uh, you know, breakout session and he was just like you know the juan i know is the juan that you know showed up to the hospital room you know of of then wisconsin assistant howard moore people might remember he had the car accident you know here in ann arbor uh moore is from chicago like juan is and it was the day that juan was introduced as michigan's coach here and had his press conference well later that day he found time to go over to the university of michigan hospital and and, and see more and guard was exiting the room while juan was going in and you know it's just things like that that guards like that's the juan i know not not necessarily what happened that day. Um, not excusing, you know, what happened. It did happen. Um, but <laughs> Juwan certainly he's hoping every he's saying they've moved forward and he's hoping everyone else will as well. So I see no reason for it to be a continued story other than of course it will be before they play each other that first time in, in Madison. And you can be sure that the fans in the Cole Center <laughs> have not moved on. They're not they're not going to move forward and forget about what happened. But um yeah, that was that was certainly a kind of a fun, fun little moment as well. And, you know, Jace, ha- I mentioned Jalen Llewellyn. He was the other player Michigan brought along with Hunter Dickinson, Jace Howard as well. Um, you know, one of the co-captains on this team who always has really good insights about about the program and is, you know, uh, from all indications, just at practice, just a, 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 a lockdown defender and someone that Michigan could deploy in, in certain spots, um, you know, if they're if they feel the matchup uh, is is in their favor to do so. I don't see him playing heavy minutes for this team, but yeah, he's been, he's been certainly an asset and the thought of him, the idea of him, you know, on the team now with his younger brother and their dad coaching, it is certainly one that, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be writing about going forward. So, uh, you know, still a few weeks out from the season, Michigan will supposedly be going to Florida state for a scrimmage, close scrimmage. And then they've got an exhibition game, uh, on the fourth before, uh, their opener the following Monday, the seventh at home. So, um, you know, a lot of tough games on Michigan's schedule, but we'll be getting getting into that more, you know, as 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 we move forward here. So, Michigan Penn State big football game on Saturday here in Ann Arbor. We'll have continued coverage on MLive.com/slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.